He's the data guy and he wants to have a talk with his business pals while they're off the clock on podcast like a business. All right. Hello and welcome back to Podcast Lab. Today we have with us Dave Maiden. Dave actually is a guy I met just recently, but what he's yeah. doing is so interesting. I had to beg him to be on the show. Um, I actually trusted Dave with my own personal historical family videos of when I was, I don't know, four or five, getting married, all those very important things. So he's one of those people I had to really do my own research on. And when I met him, I said, this guy really resonates with what we're doing here on the show. And so, Dave, thank you very much for joining us today. I would love to know how you use data. And we were talking a little bit about it in your uh, video conversion business, because I mean, that is such a dying art form right now. It was hard for me to even find somebody to do that much as somebody was willing to trust with that. So just how you use data. I know you I saw a Facebook ad is how I saw it. So you could talk about some of that. But I know you had data in your history before you were a uh, uh, digital guru, as it were. I would love to know how you got into digital guruing and um, take us down your path. Sure, absolutely. And Rob and Ryan, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you. And uh, yeah, I'm really honored that you guys uh, gave me this opportunity. So uh, yeah, I'd be more than happy to tell you about um, sort of how the business began and a little about myself and my, my background and how data applied to to all of that. Um, I guess I'll start with going way back, starting from the beginning, making a long story short. Uh, I went to school for criminal justice and had it in mind that I did not want to go into policing, but I wanted to go into corporate security and investigations. So did exactly that and worked for a Fortune 500 company, um, did, you know, like I said, corporate investigations involving theft and workplace violence, uh, fraud, things of that nature. And then in one mm. of my roles, I was managing our GSOC, which is Global Security Operations Center. And what that is, is sort of the eyes and ears of the company, uh, you know, access to camera systems, alarm systems, access control, um, you know, and we would monitor global events to see if and how those might impact our employees, our facilities, or our supply chain. So you can imagine a ton of data coming in that way, as far as just For world sure. news, um, weather data, we would track hurricanes and earthquakes and things like that. So a lot going on. So one instance, which uh, I wanted to bring up was, uh, it was pretty serious because it involved potential, you know, potentially life and death situation. Uh, it was October 1st of 2017. And what that was, was uh, you recall the Las Vegas mass shooting. So I was at home at the time that happened in the evening. I was at home and the person who was working in the room at the time uh, called me right away because we had going into some of the tools that we had that would give us the data. We always said, if you're learning about an incident on the news, it's already way too late. Like we should be finding out about these things long before they hit news coverage. So we had a really great tool um, that would monitor tweets like we would set up a geofence around our facilities all across the country sure and what it would do is if all of a sudden there was a large spike in tweets in a certain area it would look into that and start tracking keywords and what's going on so there was a whole timeline and a graph and right around las vegas a spike that goes right through the roof of tweets and people saying mass shooting casualties shooter you know so we're like whoa okay we got to wow. get on this right like right. live, you're talking as it's happening, like, tweet, tweet, like tweet. within minutes. So then we had another great tool. We worked very closely with our company travel agency, which everyone was required to use. So we had every single employee's itinerary, where they're staying, car rentals, flights, you name it. So wow. we immediately jump on, okay, do we have anyone in Las Vegas? And if and right away, we were also learning that this was at Mandalay Bay, right? So we said, do we have anyone at Mandalay Bay? And we're like, please say we don't. Right. Uh, we, had, we had something like 20 people staying there. So then what? we can pull up all of their cell phone data, email, their names, you know, we, when they checked in, when they're going to check out. So in, within minutes, we had 20 people that we knew were staying there at that time. So we wow. jump on it. We got to start calling these people. And we also have another tool for mass notification. So we could send a bulk canned text message with a polled response. You know, press, we know you're at Mandalay Bay. There's an incident going on. Stay in your room. Press one if you're safe, press two if you need assistance right now. And we were able to jump on that. So by the time it hit the news, we knew who was there and had reached out to them. We didn't reach all of them right away because some were sleeping. But uh, but that's how just a, an example of the amount of data that came in 
lightning fast that we had to jump on right away and we're able to act on quickly. I think that, that was a lot amazing. of me. Dude, I thought you long. were talking about, I didn't know you did that. I thought you were a security guard and you were going to tell me about how somebody got jumped in a parking lot once. That is insane. The amount of data sources you're able to pull together and like right. the action people were able to take because of it. Like <laughs> that, that is literally life-saving. I mean, there were probably people that to this day are like, that's why I'm here. Right. Yeah. We had, all, it was a lot of that. It was, it was so cool to see this stuff work the way it was intended to, you know, it, was, it, it wasn't like, oh yeah, one day we'll have these capabilities. Like we had them at the time and it worked perfectly. And then to be able to present that to senior leadership when they're, they're waking up the next morning go, oh, by the way, right. this is what we handled last night in minutes. They're like, whoa. Right. 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 Cool. Yeah. That was, it was a win for the department. Yeah. And, and wow, luckily, so no yeah, one- you totally love data. You get it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. And like, you know, it's, you know, you got to know what to pick from what to what, what is useful and what isn't, you know, the devil is in the details, isn't it? And like knowing what to base a decision on versus not an act versus not when it's a privacy intrusion versus when you might save somebody's life, you know, it's, and you got to respect all that. It's a right. Yeah. I wish in a way, I wish I was still in that role because uh, I'd love to take you in there and show you around. You would just, it would blow your mind. Some of the stuff that they can do. Oh, man, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad you're not in the role, too, because it sounds like you're living a pretty awesome life. I know we both have uh, made and tried to build small humans. And that's, you know, for me, darn near full time lately. But you're able to spend more time doing that, too, because you're at home and you're, you know, started your own thing doing digital conversion, which I'm sure you planned out for 20 years and got funding and investors (laughs) and made sure your wife was on board. Right. That's how that went down. That actually ties into a point that I was planning on making, kind of, because when I. (laughs) First got the idea of, of starting this business. I had absolutely zero idea how to do it. And in my mind, it was something that was like more involved than buying a house. Like it was, oh my God, I got to get a lawyer. I got to get this. I got to get a tax. I got to get a marketing firm. I got to get, I'm like, oh my God. And then once it was all said and done, I found out that, you know, the 10 year old kid who sets up a lemonade stand on the corner is probably closer to how it is to really starting up a business than, yep. you know, I thought I was starting up Microsoft or, you know, it's like just, oh no. It was it was a lot easier than I thought. That's awesome, man. That's definitely awesome. And you've been doing it for a while and you love it. So, I mean, that's that's great to see Yeah, when people make the transition and it works out and they're, you know, it doesn't always. Sometimes people try things no. and it doesn't work out as well. But it's nice when you when at scale, it's as enjoyable as you hoped it would be at scale. You know, when you do one right. or two, it's not a big deal. When you got a stack of videos. And I mean, I had a box full of videos and I was like, mm-hmm. what do we even do here? You know, and I'm right. sure you get that text message all the time from people mm-hmm. and you, you do all kinds of conversions too, of like stuff that's outdated, that's be older than VHS, broken and whatever, which is, I mean, that I don't even want to take on broken and bad data when I work with data, you know? So for you to even accept right. that is uh, pretty impressive. Thank you. Yeah. It's kind of a weird, like mending of two worlds, like the old analog world where, you know, I do these film reels that are, I've done film reels that were from the thirties. I mean, 40 years older than me, you know, but then trying to get that into the digital world and to present it to a you know, form of media that someone can use and still access and have at least good quality of viewing. hundred uh, percent, so man. I know there's a channel I watch called smarter every day on YouTube. Um, yeah. Guys does a lot of smart stuff and he did a really good video about old pictures and old video that are able mm-hmm. to really not so much capture like, you know, the grand scheme and here's a, a big event, but inside of people's houses and the stuff you're kind of seeing is like this window to the past of real yeah. normal people. This isn't some like celebrity. This isn't some guy who's like well-documented by a painter who right. took my 20 pounds and tucked it in. It's all the chins. It's, you know, like the stuff you saw was me doing my first uh, speech in high school. Like that was awesome. That was that's awesome. unedited, man. There's nothing to that right there. So that was super that's cool. crazy to see. And I hope you can use that in, in, you know, in some of your future work too. And just say, look, this, this is where, you know, I started out and all that. So that's awesome. Well, I'm going to total CTA there and say, you know, Comment if you want to see some of that old video. Let us know. We'll, I'll I'll have somebody edit that out. That's totally cool. Um, Perfect. And put that out because I love sharing that old stuff. Because I think there's a lot of people who are sitting on stuff like that and think that even just approaching it is a daunting task. You know what I mean? It's that yeah. closet I'm not going to think about. I feel so much better having sent it to you and knowing, hey, there's the seven, maybe six, seven videos I really care about. The rest, it's nice to have and. I don't think about it anymore. Like that whole thing is no longer a problem. So, right. Yeah. I'm going to probably want to use you to do some data, uh, organization too, a bunch of old storage drives and stuff too, just kind of, yeah, I figured you wouldn't mind, but yeah, yeah, man, it's good to partner with people who are willing to do that and know what they're doing too, because yes, I could do it. And that's why I I let it sit so long. And I think that's why Mm -hmm. people let things like this sit so long is they think 
I'll get to it later. I know how to do it. It's not that complicated, but you know, it, it's nice yeah. to do it. And it's the exact same thing with starting your business. You could have, and I, many people, more people fail to start a business than fail after starting a business. Yes, a lot of businesses fail, but more yeah. people just don't get started because it's going to involve a lawyer and an accountant and I'm scared and I don't know what to do. And I mean, kudos me for starting it. You had to sit down at a spreadsheet and kind of lay out some numbers and be like, I'm not going to starve oh, yeah. if I do this. How did you kind of go through that in transition? Yeah. So again, to make a long story short, I'll tell you from start to finish, it all started with, with one video clip, which I could even send that to you if you want to, you, you could air it or whatever. It's only like 30 seconds long, but what Love happened it. was uh, my family and I went out to breakfast with my brother and his family and our father. And my brother shows up with this little you know, high eight video camera. And I was like, well, what's that? And he said, well, let me show you something. So he opens it up and he hits play. It's one of my old college hockey games. I played hockey for Illinois State University. I had no idea he even had this. And then he goes, wait for this part. And then here comes the part where I get a breakaway and I go in and score. And I actually remember that goal too. And uh, so I was like, this is love awesome. It. Like, I was like, yeah. oh my God, I got to get this digitized. I got to find a place that does this. And I want to, I would love to post that on Facebook. So I started looking into places that do it <laughs> at a really hard time and yeah. found, you know, there was like, you know, other pl places where you mail it in and then you wait 14 weeks and whatever. And the prices were really, really high for what I thought it should be. So my thought was, if I'm having this problem, a lot of people are having this problem. So what would it take for me to get whatever equipment I would need to do this? And, and, you know, if I, if I had the lowest prices around and that was my, one of my best selling points and fast turnaround time, because everywhere else took forever. So I'm like, there's right. gotta be a market for this. And so I looked into getting some equipment and I started off real small. And I'm like, you know what? You know, I already have my corporate job. This will be just something fun to do on the side and whether or not it makes money, who cares? It'll just be something that I can do. Yeah. And I want to say the first, I started it in August of, 2017. And I think that year, going back to my analytics, I have everything right here. Uh -huh. data. So that year, what I made in income would account now to a catastrophic month. <laughs> so it was, I mean, absolute yeah. dirt, but it was just at that time, it was just gas money. Just, you know, it was more of a yes. hobby. Right. 2018, the full calendar year. Um, I didn't really do any advertising other than I, I made a Facebook page. And I would right. occasionally make a Facebook post like, oh, hey, you want your tapes digitized, whatever. And um, just that words at that point, probably whole, maybe not even a picture or like a random photo you're taking. You're still like entry level posting at this point, you know, a couple oh, yeah. days and old I think on I had your page. One, I think I had one setup where I could record or digitize one tape at a time. And then uh, so that next calendar year, again, I made what would now be a catastrophic month. <laughs> so uh, just because I didn't put a whole lot of effort into it. Then later it started becoming, what if I did, is this something I could ever do full time and what would that take? So yep. what it, what it took to kind of get me to that point was in 2020, right around, you know, right after the pandemic and everything, we had a leadership change at the, my corporate job. And I guess I want to be careful sure. how I say it, but the easiest way to say it would be had a feeling it should be time to look at an exit strategy. <laughs> like things just yeah, weren't, sure. weren't going really well. So I thought, what if I build an actual website? So I did that, which had no clue how to do. And, but luckily the, I ended up using GoDaddy and everything was super easy and not really <laughs> expensive. Built my website, um, did a little more experimenting with ads, with Google ads, Facebook ads, things like that. And I was able to watch my number of customers per month grow and grow and grow, getting ready for an inevitable exit from my com the company that I worked for. September of that year, what so I you're did. starting to make money at this point. You're like, wait a minute, this isn't yeah, crazy. I mean, there may be something enough, here. Yeah, not enough to solely survive off of. No, right, right, right. And but then, there's something. Right. And then what I did was, if I'm going to do this and it's going to be sustainable, super easy, you know, goal. If I, as long as I make every month what I was taking home from the corporate job, if I make that or above, things should be fine. And so that was sort of my simple deadline. And uh things grew from there. And then the great thing about this line of work is it's, you think about, you know, a plumber or an auto mechanic, those are need-based. Like if my toilet is shooting water into the ceiling, I need to call a plumber right now. So yeah. my work is not really need-based. It, it can be if, for example, we had 
sometimes somebody needs like a video made for a celebration of life and the service is on Saturday. Like, oh yeah, okay. I need to get on that right away. <laughs> but there's, there's an emotional tie to what yep. this business is, you know, because people like you said, you know, your your first video from, you know, sales or whatever. So there's, you know, people get to see their children grow up again, or they get to see their grandparents who have passed on. So there's a real strong emotional tie. So I benefit with, with a lot of word of mouth advertising from that. So somebody gets something and it just means so much to them that they get on Facebook and blast it out to, to everybody. And uh, so there's, you know, I benefit a lot with that, but, but it's been good. And it's so there's cool. Been we're all fighting for attention right now. Like YouTube has moved to shorts and Instagram has stories and Facebook has shorts. Cause we got 15 seconds of attention. And it's like, why shouldn't that be the people we grew up with? If we have it available to us to share, people are sharing pictures of themselves all the time of eating food and whatever. Why not share like, Hey, this is back in the day, something cool that happened of even people who aren't here anymore. It's kind of cool to right. kind of remember that we capture this in time. So I don't know. I, yeah. I really appreciate what you're doing, man. I think it's a really cool well, service. I'm glad you just, you know, jumped in and said, I'm going to do it. I love that you're able to like replace your full-time income and how you kind of thought about, well, I got to let it teeter and teeter and teeter until right. the switch. That's cool. Yeah. Can we, can we actually take a step back and talk about that switch there, Dave, if you don't mind, sure. like that, maybe that night, that day, that week that you decided like, this is my full-time gig. Mm-hmm. Did you set like yeah. a deadline? Like, Hey, by this day, I'm going to No. Like I said, I saw it coming 10 miles down the road that there was going to be, I was going to be leaving that company. So yeah. I had that time to prepare. And I'm, I, I feel very fortunate that I had that forethought to kind of get prepared and try try to build the business a little bit before, you know, whatever the inevitable inevitable happened. Um, yeah. So what I did, let me pull up. I have everything the way I do my my numbers and my tracking is I do track every single job. I have the customer customer name, customer phone number, um, the date it came in, the date it was finished, the dollar amount of that job, and then that's I track- awesome. What do you use for that? Just use Excel. I mean, yes, there's you so do. Many other I know you there. do. Link in description for an account. I absolutely am an affiliate vendor of that stuff because it it works. You know, for a one person business, and you are doing great. Listen to all this stuff you're keeping track of for each project. That'll tell you a ton. Thank you. Yeah. No. And it, 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 we keep track of every item that we do. So how many? V, if if a job comes in, it's got three VHS tapes, three VHS C tapes, two film reels. We track all of that. So. What's cool about that is we can see our growth because let me pull up the current one. Oops. Yes. So here's an example. In 2017, the year we started, we did 83 VHS tapes. Okay. In 2018, which I think I had mentioned, I totally slacked off that year with the business. It was just like, yeah, eh, but- you know, if somebody needs a tape done, I'll do it, whatever. Uh, so we did eight VHS tapes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the next year, 2019, took things a little more seriously. We did 87. Okay. And this is just VHS tapes. I mean, there's still... Again, no Facebook ads really at this real. time. You're not really marketing. You're kind of just... I think right. I want to do this for real. Yeah. So 2020 uh, was when about halfway, a little over halfway through the year was when was go time and launch. And we went full time. We did 357 just VHS tapes. Last year, we did 1,113. So it's you can just see the growth. Now, here's wow. another... Here's another one. This one's crazy. So it was May of this year that we made a big announcement that we did um, 25. We've converted 25,000 items from our launch. So that includes slides, photos, videotapes, everything. It wasn't, I think it was August when we announced that we had hit 50,000. So we went from 25,000 in four, basically almost five years to hitting another 25,000 in just a few months. So now we're, we're going to hit 80,000 real soon. We might hit a hundred thousand by the end of the year. So it's like, I mean, that kind of growth. It's great. Wow. But it's also a little scary because. Yeah. I bet it's terrifying. You're like, Holy cow, I'm doing good. Now what? Like, how do I keep this going? Because if, if, like I think about like if I could go back one year and tell myself like here's what next year looks like I'd be like oh wow like I kind of worry about what if one year from now me comes back and goes do you have any idea what's coming I'm like oh my god like I don't You're... know so it's yeah. it's good but it's a little scary too I love it we like to talk about data a lot on this podcast and mm-hmm. obviously you've been talking to us a lot about your data uh, at this point 
And it sounds like your job before was also a lot of data. Was there a point before that, uh, like going to school or something or a project you were working on where you, you, it kind of clicked for you that like data drives all of this, like it is all data. Um, or even in that job, it sounds like a little bit of what you told us earlier, like being able to literally coordinate and basically rescue people in the span of minutes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's wild to think that you can sort of diffuse that remotely with just the data right. that you're gathering. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was, I mean, there's data, of course, with, with everything. I mean, we did, you know, budgetary, you know, data and things like that of how much are we spending on contract security? And is it, you know, are we getting a good return on investment? If we switched companies, what would it be? You know, things like that. Um, kind of another cool, just another cool tool that we had was uh, we worked closely with, uh, so we worked with our travel agency to know where everyone was at any given time, where they're staying and all that. We worked closely with HR to get every single employee across the country to get all of their home addresses. So we were able to, we had a, like a, it was a Google Maps program and we were able to put in a layer that had a pin for every single employee where they lived. That's so awesome. one incident I can think of in particular, we had, there was a helicopter crash like in Seattle somewhere. And we, we saw like the you know news come out about not the news, like broadcast news, but we have like little tickers that come across as, Hey, but oh, helicopter crash in Seattle. We were able to go, okay, what's the location of that? Here it is. Do we have an employee that lives anywhere near there? Yes. We have somebody that lives like a mile away. So we're like, okay, hmm. let's reach out to them. Cause they might have a kid that goes to school in that area, you know, and just make sure you can check on their family too. So we reached out to the employee and he's like, yeah, I'm like in the area and I had no idea. So thank you for letting me know. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so from from Chicago, we're able to tell a guy in Seattle that a helicopter crashed right near his house. And he's like, wow, OK, well, thanks. I'll check on my family and we're good. But <laughs> right, so not even on the news thing. yet, you know, <laughs> right. That's another tool we had was like being able to know where everyone lives all at, you know, at one time. Um, we work closely with like other agencies too, uh, federal, especially like, you know, um, Hurricane Sandy 2012. Obviously, that devastated, you know, the East Coast. And we had three or four East coast facilities. So we had to use a lot of weather data and analyze that and work with NOAA, you know, the national oceanic and atmospheric uh, administration and get, they love their data, well. man. They've got a ton of great data sources. Yeah. In fact, actually something funny happened with that one. Uh, we had presented like kind of the, the, the projected path of the hurricane, you know, which was came from NOAA, you know, the authority on, on weather and someone in senior leadership said, well, where'd you get this data? We said, well, NOAA. They said, well, we need something better than that. I'm like, Better than no, like God or what? <laughs> like, I don't right, think exactly. Get, no, that is that is the best you got, buddy. Like yeah. NOAA, right? It's kind of funny. Yeah, but yeah. What about you guys? Like, what's what's some of your uh, you know backgrounds with data analytics and what? I mean, what kind of war stories? Yeah, I guess I never really say that on here much, do we, Ryan? We don't really talk about like how we got into this. I'm I'm a pretty simple dude, man. I'm a you know regular C student went to university at NIU, not uh, any kind of A grade person there, studied business administration. I worked some temp jobs and I noticed that I was good with Excel and I could get a stack of work that was chest high and not, they'd expect me to put it in for, a, you know, type this data entry in for a week. And I did the first week, the second week, I decided to automate that through mac macros. And they're like, how'd you do that? And I said, well, I did this thing. And they said, that's your work for this week. And I said, I'm sure you have other work. What can I do? Like, how can I help? And they helped me grow into more of a tech role. I started learning uh, SQL and all that stuff through them. It was a big survey company through a big food safety, you know, multi-million dollar company. So I was able to kind of level up. I learned reporting. I learned uh, crystal reports back in the day is what I cut my teeth on. Most people don't even know what that is anymore, but that's how people used to look at data. And that's how we first took all this random passes of data and put it all together in one view. And it was really eye-opening for me to give this to a bunch of different companies. And people would get their stores closed. They would get promoted and all this stuff. I was like, whoa, data is super important. So mm -hmm. I started with that. And uh, that kind of just took me farther and farther into it. I got a job as a data architect and you know, mm -hmm. built out big systems from there. But it, yeah, that's how I got into it. Ryan, how about you? How about you? I'm still getting Ryan into data, I think. Yeah, um, this is, I guess it's not really new to me, but utilizing data in a way that's effective is sort of a thing that Rob is helping me uh, grasp onto. Um, I, similar to Rob, except I was an A student, uh, went to NIU, uh, failed my first class my junior year, almost dropped out of college, ended up graduating as a B plus student uh, with a computer science degree with a double minor in marketing and business admin. 
mm-hmm. um, got really lucky my junior year and had a friend that I had met in the same program as me who was working for this marketing and IT company uh, in downtown DeKalb. And he got me a job, terrible interview. I definitely did not deserve to get the job based on my interview and my resume. Uh, got the job and I have been working there for six years as of next month. That's awesome. So I've been doing everything from building a custom uh, customer relationship management software called Arrow in PHP and JavaScript to building, uh, I've built over 250 uh, websites for different small and medium-sized businesses all around the DeKalb County area. Um, I manage Google Analytics, Google Ads, mm-hmm. Facebook Ads. So that's where the data really comes from. Um, unfortunately, the most of the material that I find online is for big corporate clients. So when I'm looking for marketing tailored towards these smaller or medium-sized businesses, we're doing a lot of like shotgun, you know, throw spaghetti mm-hmm. at the wall and see what sticks mm-hmm. right now. So that's where Rob is helping me refine that that skill. Yeah. So he helped me build awesome. out like my main consulting page. My main consulting business is RDBI solutions, you know, mm-hmm. whatever link in description or whatever, but that's where people go and try to hire me to go lay hands and fix their data. Like I mm-hmm. have a system I want to turn off. I need to convert it to something new. That's where they mm-hmm. hire me. Or I have an agreement through Ryan's company where I can subcontract him and other employees of theirs too. So if it's a bigger project, I can bring more people on or I can just send them to go do stuff, which is cool for me. But what I started with Ryan, I said, Ryan, how about I teach you this game? Like, it's not complicated. It's just mm-hmm. learning the right questions to ask, making sure you're problem focused. That same data you had mm-hmm. access to, you could have just trolled through and gotten nothing out of. But use it the right way. It's extremely effective. So it's kind of yep. more of a mindset shift, I guess. But I'm mm-hmm. also exposing him. I was like, hey, send me some data in this. And he sends me a .txt file. And I'm like, Ryan, we're going to teach you what Excel is. And we're going to get you there. <laughs> and he's learning. He's getting there. It's not a complicated program, but it's habits, right? It's like a new way of thinking about it. And so that's where Data Lab started. Datalikeabusiness.com mm-hmm. is the website that kind of funded all this. And the whole idea is help other people along that journey. Help Ryan's the the sacrificial person for all the other people who have data questions. And Maybe they're experts in their own area, but they don't really know how to look at or dig into data. And we've been building now in the background, kind of just chatting about what content we want to make to teach Mm -hmm. people about that. Mm -hmm. But we're actually right now approaching this the other way. So a previous podcast guest um, just graduated with a degree in data science, and he's actually building us a bot right now that's going to comb through LinkedIn, look for the word data, classify all those job descriptions into entry level, middle level and senior and kind of simplify it and say, these are the main Mm -hmm. things these jobs have. These are kind of the special, nice to have features that you should have to have a marketing analyst versus a finance analyst. Right. And from there, we'll define what we want to build. And we're also then taking, I have a couple of courses we bought before. They're like hundreds of hours in Excel. Um, Ryan has a surprise on those later. And we're going to index those and say, what are these things that people are trying to teach to people? Like, how are we trying to take all these skills that need to be filled and what's available for them to actually learn this? I mean, sure, you can go and Google Excel anywhere, but it doesn't mean you Google the right thing. You know, like, how do I learn actual financial analysis? How do I take that spreadsheet you have and actually decide which product's making me money that I should spend more ad spend on versus if I do this other product, it'll get me in the door and I can do a bigger data conversion later. You know what I mean? All those kinds of things are down the road, but you don't even need those. The first thing you need to do is start something, give it a shot, start writing down as it goes like you're doing, right? And then the data analysis is always there for later. It just needs Mm -hmm. you to do the business first. If if you're waiting for the data to tell you how to do business, you'll be waiting forever. You have to go do business, but you have to check in with that data, right? It's like a cycle. That's so cool. You're keeping a spreadsheet of everything on how you're doing it by video and by type and by all that. I didn't know that. That's Yeah, I just like to see what, what comes in and what, you know, kind of how often um you know we have some rare ones like exact uh for example last night and today i have some betamax tapes remember those <laughs> yeah those don't come in that often but it's cool to kind of track like how long you know usually every five or six months we'll get one or two or three something like that's that. wild you'd laser disc too those big uh oh man i remember those no no i remember when those came out but no um we don't do those but we do just about it's actually easier to say what we don't do because we do everything else like we don't do 16 millimeter film those are the real wide ones but uh eight millimeter and super eight we do and we don't do reel to reel audio that's about the only other thing that we don't do but otherwise any kind of tape I mean, even those you know 3.5 inch uh floppy disks we convert those you know even slides i know you do too because we had some uh, old slides that feel yeah like from you know vacation slides or whatever yeah yeah it's yeah, but see, yeah. man, it's all data at the end of it. It really, you're just taking the same right. thing. You're taking a digital picture of it. You're converting it and giving it to on a flash drive or a CD. I mean, it's, or cloud. Yeah, like we did yeah, in or your cloud. Case. It's 
Mm-hmm. Yep. A link. Yeah, it was great. A lot of money. You were just able to send me a link and then boom, now I've got it. I, I know I'm not going to lose it. It's not going anywhere. You know, it's exactly. And we, we back up everything on our end too. So we have everything we've ever done for every customer from day one. So if anyone, and this actually came into play one time, somebody had something like 20 tapes or something they, they gave us to do. And about a year later, he's like, you know, lost the flash drive, totally gone. Let's just start the process again. Here's my 20 tapes. I was like, no, I've got everything you gave us. Here you go. Here's a new flash drive. He's like, yes, jackpot. Yeah. Because exactly. you never know. Maybe it got a little damaged the first time and the second time, it, you know, you never know with it. with the old analog stuff. You're really yeah. wearing that tape each time you're mm-hmm. using it. So, oh, wild, man. No, that's cool. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. On, on occasion, what's funny is we'll get some things. Uh, I had a gentleman who brought me a bunch of tapes and uh, I did them. No problem. And I was like, I noticed I, I still remember the numbers. It was tapes number 31 and 32. And I, when he came to pick up his items, I'm like, you know, just a quick word to the wise. Uh, tapes 31 and 32 were of a adult nature just you know so you don't have the grandkids around <laughs> while you're watching these and he goes what i said yeah he goes these belong to my elderly father just wanted to give you a heads up <laughs> yeah man <laughs> yep, good times. that's yep. funny man but you never yeah. know like i never knew it was on some of those tapes yeah uh, exactly no we've we've seen that my mom still has like the entire 85 Bears VHS taped, except the Super Bowl because we taped over it and she wants to kill us for that. But I mean, I probably um, have like six copies of that. <laughs> people people I, give me that all the time. I just did it last week and somebody had a Super Bowl 20, you know, the whole thing recorded from the TV, just like everybody else did. Right. And actually, what was funny, it was ironic. I even told my friends about this in a group chat. I was like, it was Monday night. So I was like, I'm doing I'm recording this video of the Bears beating the crap out of the Patriots, you know, 46 to 10. While the Bears in real life were beating the crap out of the Patriots. Yes. I love that. Doesn't so, normally yeah, happen. That was kind of, kind of funny. <laughs> kind of ironic. Oh, man. No, I, I appreciate just even coming on and chatting about all this stuff, too. So I wanted to one question I know we always ask. And Ryan, I'm going to steal your thunder here a little bit. And I heard you hit on it before is, are you familiar with the term imposter syndrome and what that is and what that all is about? And Yes. I can tell you're great at dealing with it, but I can also tell it takes work too. And I'd love to know what you do to kind of get over that. Oh yeah. I'm a total digital entrepreneur from, I used to have security history and how do you get through that? Um, I guess the way I put, I I wouldn't say it's exactly imposter syndrome where I don't kind of feel like, like, man, I'm really like screwing up. I'm a failure. And I'm this, that it's not that, but it's also not like cockiness either. There's not, there's definitely not to that end, but I would look at it as kind of like chronic dissatisfaction in a way. So it's not, it's a kind of dissatisfaction, not the right word, but like when I have a really good month, I I never put it this way. I'm never at the point where I say, this is where I I need to be. That's always, okay. What's, you know, Tom Brady says that all the time when they said, you know, you got seven Super Bowls, which one was your favorite? And he always says the next one, uh, which is a great answer. And, uh, right. Right. Uh, maybe not this season, but, (laughs) but anyway, right. Um, so the way I look at it, like if I have a great month, I, I kind of look and go, okay, that was a great month, but what's, what's next? Like, I don't, that's, we don't sit back and rest and say, okay, that's, that's where we're going to settle. No, because the next month could be actually, this just happened in the first week of September. I'm going to make another point after this about something my friend told me. I love it. First week going. of September, the phone didn't ring and I did not get a single email for a, a you know, an inquiry for a quote or anything for five days. That has never happened. Um, one of my goals early on was one customer call per day is all I need. And now, I mean, way past that, which is great. But for five days, I'm like, is my phone shut off or because I have a business line on my cell phone. I'm like, is something wrong with my phone? Is my, my Google ads running? What is going on? And it had a, just a horrendous week, followed it up with a great week, but it's like, it drove me nuts. So that's, that's where I think one of the questions was you had said you might ask was has data ever burned you? Not that it's burned yeah. me, but it scared the hell. Oh no, it froze on me. Unless I froze on the no. world. No, it's not you. I think it might be him. Unfortunately, my favorite is when he says when data's burned me, and then it freezes on him. Yeah, I was like I said, I was getting a little lag on my end, but I don't know what what's going on with that. I mean, my connection looks like it's strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least they're not uh, cutting your cable in the neighborhood today, are you? Oh my gosh, what a disaster that was! Unreal. So yeah, right let's talk about this, how seconds course. after you said no, I've never been burned by data. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. And then we had the whole one week later yeah. transition by my editor. And here we are today. So right. what happened? Yeah. So yeah, AT&T was doing some work for somebody else down the street and ended up cutting some wire that cut off my service and my neighbors. And uh, then it took him 24 hours to even get a tech to come out. Awesome. And then finally, once he did, then he was able to get it restored right away. But he had to go down the street to do it. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Even the little things that that last mile, man, is just down the street from you. And it it's hard to even explain to people because like, what if you have VoIP? How do you even make that phone call to like say that right. the signal's down? And they're like, no, it's not. And you're like, no, seriously, like it's. I'm really that's not the thing. Me. When I uh, sent in a request for to, for AT&T to check into it, they said, yeah, everything looks good on our end. I'm like, well, it's not on mine. <laughs> yeah, you got to love it, man. No, but that's funny. Actually, it's a perfect segue, too, because I said, you know, what sucks, Ryan, is like you don't even have Dave's contact info. We didn't tell him at all about how we communicate and discord and why we choose discord and the benefits of that. But I mean, we all came up. I think, well, maybe you guys are after me then. But I, I know everybody my age came up through like instant messenger and aim and like having those chat groups. Then it came to like forums were before that, if anybody knew forums and things like that. Mm-hmm. And there was a sense of community in like posting things. I mean, yeah, there's Reddit and you can go to Reddit and post anything about anything to anybody. But it doesn't necessarily feel like you're part of that community just because you're posting in that Reddit, right? So I was like, Ryan, what are people using, right? Do they use Facebook Messenger? And then there was like that myriad of apps that came through from like 2005 to like now, right? There was We had like Skype. We had uh, like if you're talking VoIP, we had Ventrilo, TeamSpeak. I mean, Yahoo Instant Messenger was what I grew up on. Dude, I know somebody just said they're on group.me that they've been on since like 2004 and they can't move to anything else. They just even MySpace. MySpace had a group messenger that some of us used for a really long time before Facebook got popular. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it takes that community aspect. It's not just the video. And that's the other thing is people like to go just stroll through YouTube and say, oh, I've watched all these 30 minute videos. Now I'm an expert. You have to go talk to the people who bang their hand, their finger with the hammer to learn otherwise right. i'm just gonna think you always hit it perfectly right yeah what's difficult it's kind of a challenge with with what i do is it's difficult to show off your work because these are people's private lives you know what i mean like there's a privacy yes. aspect to it but um there's i could certainly explain the process or why we do things a certain way or our capabilities what we are able to do but i, I had a customer maybe two weeks ago say hey can you please provide me with some references and i said I'm sorry, but no, I can't. I'm not just going to give out customer names. Uh, I said, I can provide you work that I've done for myself. Like I've done yeah. my own family videos. I can show you that. And then otherwise I'd say, just go check out my reviews, you know, because they're five sure. stars. So then and there's all sorts of testimonials on there, especially on there's some on my website. There's some on Yelp. There's some on Facebook and Google. So I just tell people, to, you know, let that speak for itself and just do and good work. I, right. And hopefully I get a return phone call. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's not really like, I mean, I love knowing you because anything I'm going to come across, I'm going to come back and be like, hey, at least I can kind of solve it. So I guess maybe there is more of a return customer aspect than I would have originally thought to a with lot, that kind actually. of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes yeah. sense. Well, I know you don't screw it up. You know, that's nice. Thanks. And I was talking to other people about it. And they're like, well, what do you do? Have it mailed in? And I, I couldn't even imagine like taking something from when I was, I don't know, five and just You're dropping right. that in the mail and being like, well, this will hand, this will work out perfectly. You know, you know, it's funny is it's kind of 50, 50. Some people are like, no way in my life would I ever do that. And other people are like, yep, no problem. Blink. Gone. No, no problem. Packages from all over the country. Yeah. I bet. I bet. And I bet, you know, there's a lot of reasons where it's fine. It's just, it scares mm-hmm. me to think of that. Oh yeah. But, but you get, you accept them too. You don't care. You're like, nah, it works out. Okay. Most of the time. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good to know. Actually, I don't, we haven't had one be lost yet, but I don't want to make you know. I don't oh my God! Knock on wood. Did we just learn anything about the whole it. no data burning? I'm just kidding. Right. Actually, you know what? <laughs> it's so funny because I was just in the middle of saying how I'd never really been burned by data, and then since then, two things have happened: the AT and T thing, and then just this past week, Google uh, sent me an email saying, "Oh, by the way, we're disabling your you know Google My Business profile." I'm like, for what? And they said, oh, you know, something about your address goes against our standards. And it's a street address. What's the problem? So I've been back and forth with them for two days now. Now, if you Google digital conversion services near me, I don't pop up, which is a big problem because I pay them a lot of money for ads. Yeah. So I sent them a not so nice, nasty gram and uh, I'm waiting to hear back from them. To verify that you live where you live from hopefully a human. Right. Because exactly. the bots have and now- for no reason. Oh, wow. so- for two years, it wasn't a problem. And then, you know, Wednesday, it was a problem. You know, it's like, oh, okay. Great. Yeah. So, oh, man. Not well, happy good luck. That That's one, not how that turns out. 
Yeah, definitely. So speaking of ads, if uh, if we can, Dave, I want to talk a little bit about your process for that too, and the, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of the data behind it. Sure. Um, did you like test the waters on a bunch of platforms? Did you just stick to Meta and that area? How how did you decide to start ads versus like a website with SEO or anything like that? Like, is there a process behind putting that system just, together? You just nailed every point on exactly okay. what I went through to try to learn how to do this. So I went when I started okay because i think i talked last time about how you know this was just a side thing and i never did any advertising it was just i hate facebook like 30 and then you have one and then 30 and then you're like all of a sudden a thousand so whatever took you from that 10x jump right right? like right so like i said last time it was like around april early april of 2020 when i kind of got the idea that i might have to do this full time and sort of make my slow goodbye from the corporate world that's when I started looking into advertising. And at first, again, having no clue what I was doing or how it worked. And if you would have asked me back then what SEO stood for, I thought I would probably would have thought it was a title at a corporation, you know. <laughs> but um, so my approach was throw everything at the wall all at once in small increments and see what works. So I used Yelp, I used Google Ads, I used Facebook or Meta. Um what else did I, I mean, anything you can think of. Um, I started just putting a little bit of money towards it and putting out a little ad, nothing crazy. It was just a photo of a bunch of different types of tapes that we can do. And, um, and then some of them, it was kind of neat how you could do it. Actually, I found meta is really the best for what I do because you can pick a geographic area and I can just set a radius that says 35 miles. And I want an ad to run for one week, two weeks, three weeks. And you can adjust how much you want to spend. Like if I want to spend $20 on an ad, if I want to spend $100 on an ad, what I found is it 100% translates to how much business comes in. If I spend 20, I'll get X amount. If I spend 100, the phone blows up for weeks. Wow. So um, it's so cool how that works. Now, one uh, horror story I had was, um, I hate throwing him under the bus, but Yelp. So um, with Yelp, I was doing ads and th- oh, um, what was another one? Uh, next door. I was using that one too, just now that I've thought about it. Um, so with Yelp, I started getting, you know, I was paying for ads and I was getting reviews that were coming in that were fantastic. And uh, then all of a sudden I go into my business profile and it says, you know, you've got five reviews or 10 or whatever it was. And we've labeled these five or four as not recommended. So they weren't viewable to the public. And I'm thinking, why would you do that? And all these ads were, where Dave did a great job. Dave did this. Dave had fast turnaround time. I'm like, what is the problem? I think they have an algorithm where if someone uses your first name, they say the ad's not recommended because they assume you asked the person to write it or something. So, so I stopped advertising with Yelp and yeah. then they, then they called me nonstop and they kept saying, Hey, you know, you're not advertising anymore. What's the problem? And I would vent and I would say, here's the problem. You guys yeah. are blocking my great reviews. And I said, you know, I use several other platforms who don't do that. So they're like, well, what can we do to you know get your business back? I'm like, well, stop blocking my reviews. And they're like, okay, well, we'll look into that. So then I get a call back. Yeah, our, our IT people say it's an algorithm and they don't have an answer. But would you like to continue advertising? No. Yeah, right. So we didn't fix your problem, but can we still take your money? Right, exactly. But that's Meta and uh, you know Google, nothing like that. I mean, I, I can't believe that that's even a thing. Like if I were the CEO at Yelp and I found out that was going on, I'd be like, uh, IT, fix that like 10 minutes ago. And I've heard things like that with like Angie's list and like those Mm -hmm. kinds of paid service where it's like they'll hold some of your reviews unless you get Mm -hmm. so much dollars in and then you're at the top again. Now you're at a recommended sponsor level because Mm -hmm. to your point, too, it's under like um, a safety because of the I don't know why they're like you said, the first name. I don't know why theirs does it, but it's something like that, too, where you don't want a bunch of bad ones. And I've had random reviews on my page, too, like on my um, RDBI solutions where it said like. Mm -hmm rob bad bank not good does horrible and it's like one star and i'm like can i get this removed like this isn't even a human right. talk and no that one's stuck but you know what i mean like Ugh. and it'll they'll eventually remove it but it's like that'll <clears throat> yeah. stick there for a while but meanwhile the good ones are getting hidden so interesting i i think yeah. a lot of people don't realize that that happens too on the other side that oh you got all these good reviews we want to share that with people too just pay us a little bit more money and we'll share your good reviews as well right and a couple of points. One is, you know, if, if that's part of their algorithm where if first name, then not recommended, what about, isn't something like 70% of all small businesses are run by one person? So like, I don't see why using a first name should be such a horrid thing to do. Yeah, but, exactly. So there's that. And then the other one, 
after having a business that gets reviewed, holy cow, did that open my eyes up to how important reviews can be. So like when I review something, I'm like, if it's great service, oh my God, six out of five stars. I'm, you know, like, yes. uh, for example, I had someone who, I think I promised them like a four day turnaround time and I ended up doing it in 24 hours. And the guy's like, oh man, I'm gonna give you a great review. I'm like, oh, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Right. And I, his review comes out and it's like, oh my gosh, Dave did this. He was great customer service, like amazing turnaround time, one day, four out of five stars. I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> what I miss? Exactly. Yeah, you got to love that. Yeah, exactly. Like what could I, I mean, other than drive it to your house, what else could I have possibly done? <laughs> you know? <laughs> For what it's worth in my line of work, we found that one of the best ways to support uh, a local business, especially is a Google review with an image attached. Yep. Like the, the amount of traffic that you can draw to a Google My Business profile by just mm -hmm. having a couple good reviews on it is absolutely wild. And that's in a similar vein to SEO, uh, websites and search algorithms really like that you have new content. They like when you like write blog posts and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, the Google My Business algorithm loves when you get consistent amounts of reviews. Mm -hmm. So being able to find a, a way to consistently get those from the people who are purchasing your product or service is one of the mm -hmm. biggest ways to game the system, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that's why you see a lot of companies that say, give me a, a review on LinkedIn, Google or whatever, and we'll give you $5 off your service next time or something because- Which is technically against the rules. Google right. specifically says you cannot give a monetary value to a Google review, but oh, they really? also can't moderate most small businesses because, you know- right. There are millions. You know, I think still the best form of advertising I get is um, word of mouth and um, people who post in community pages. So let's say I have a customer from this happens all the time. I'll have someone from Libertyville um, okay. and there's like a Libertyville moms page or something like that. And I'll you know do my best, get as great a service as I possibly can. And then she'll say, hey, I'm going to post this on the Libertyville moms page or whatever. And then over the next few weeks, I'll have like five or six customers that come and say, Hey, I saw this from so-and-so on the Libertyville moms page. And, and it's, it's great advertising. That's absolutely free. There was one from uh, a customer from Buffalo Grove who did the same thing. There was a Buffalo Grove community page or something and posted it on there. And I had probably between five and 10 customers in the next few weeks from Buffalo Grove that said they saw that exact same thing. So That's I wild. never ask a person to do that, but when they, if they offer to, I'm oh, please, that would mean so much to me, you know? Oh, for sure. Dude, I begged the last video uh, link I posted I on my LinkedIn and Facebook. I said, hey, man, if you want to help a small business, we currently had 21 subscribers. You know, I think now we're up to 22. So we're we're taking way off. But I'm like, it means a lot to just click the link, mm -hmm. hit subscribe and share it. Even if you never even look again when you're starting off, because it's just mm -hmm. like, oh, one more person kind of believes in you. And I think what's funny is people don't realize that that helps so much. They're like, oh. What does this guy want? And it doesn't have to be like a long, elaborate review, right? Like you don't have to like, right. I met Dave in 1902 and we served right. together in Nam. And <laughs> it's none of that. It's just like, yeah, he did right. what I asked him to do well. <laughs> That's perfect. You know what? Another thing that makes it easy is, um, you know, I, I do try to go above and beyond with every customer. I, you know, listen more than you talk, that kind of thing, you know, all of that. What I found very early on was that the, average bar for just customer service is set so low. I mean, with so many of these customers, I just do what I'm supposed to do. I take their tapes, I turn around, give them, here's a DVD and a flash drive. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm like, right. What service are you getting somewhere else? Like, I literally just did what you want me to do. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I was just, I, you know, what's funny is I was on the receiving end of that. And I was equally as surprised. It was like candy all over again. When I was on like, like your Google link you sent me and I'm watching videos from like 38 years ago. It was like wizardry. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just, it's that visceral feeling you can't bring back, you know, it's just, right. it's that's, wild. That's what helps is there's so much emotion tied to the service that provides. So, um, yeah, yeah if you want to shoot a video a commercial, I'm not, like, like I said, I'm not like a plumber. I'm not need based where you need me right now in the next five hours, but the emotional attachment. Type. Oh no, you're right. I, I totally am with you on that. The, the, the need based there is there. I said, if you want to shoot a video commercial or something, I'm sure my team would love to play around and help with that too, because do you ever do any data tracking with your Facebook data? Do you ever like export it and see which ones do well and see over time how they change or stuff like that? So Facebook does provide all sorts of data with this is how many impressions there were. This is how where it appeared. It even gives the demographic of who viewed it. You know, people between 18 and 25 did this. And of course, the demographic that's always the largest are the boomers. They've got the most uh, analog items. You know, they've got film reels. They've got the most VHS. They've got, you know, all those things. 
So, um, so that's really my, my best market group. Then the younger generations like the, uh, Gen X and, and to some extent millennials, they usually come and bring in their parents' items and say, Hey, my parents had this from when I was a kid, I'd like to get this converted. Um, so it's kind of funny. Our, our customer base is very diverse and it's, you know, by age, everything. So it's, uh, that's such an awesome part about it. That's, that's, you just nailed my group, man. I found stuff my parents had. That's like, it's my memory, mm-hmm. but they were at their house. You know what I mean? And I think there's a lot of people who have that. And I think that's going to happen too in the next generation. Like it may move from this analog to digital for, to be like more right. of a digital to digital consolidation. Like I've got all these old Google drives and one drives and drive drives. And can you help me put those together? Mm-hmm. I bet you'll find mm-hmm. some of that in the future too. It's a wild service that you're providing, man. I, I very much appreciate you, uh, you know, helping you. me with it and just being on the show and talking about some of the data behind it. That security thing is nuts. I can't imagine like living through that kind of life and then switching to this kind of life. And would you ever go back? You ever want to go back to security again or is it self-employed? Yeah, this forever? is much easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I figured. Well, thanks, man. Anything you want to say, Ryan, too? I know you wanted to ask about ads. Uh, so, I mean, at the end of every one of our episodes here, Dave, we like to give our guests uh, like 60 seconds to shout out anything, uh, whether that is your social media profiles, your business's website, a charity that you'd like to support. So uh, you've got the floor. If you want to give us 60 seconds, let people know where you're at and what's important to you. I appreciate it. Um, so like I said, it's the company's called Midwest Digital Conversions. Uh, you can find us on Facebook just by searching for Midwest Digital Conversions. Um, our website is www.midwestdigitalconversions.com. And um, <clears throat> if you want to give us a call, it's uh, 224-475-7730. Um, I work out of my home, so my hours are pretty much all the time, <laughs> seven days a week. Uh, we just set up an appointment and you can drop off anything you have. We do basically everything except reel-to-reel audio or 16 millimeter film, but just about anything else, uh, beta, PAL formats, um, we can do all that. So I really appreciate you guys giving me this platform too. Oh, Thank dude, you. I appreciate you doing the work you do. I know you did uh, damage stuff too. I wanted to make sure you include that because people think like, hey, I've got this old broken cassette. I remember you never talking. I had one that was cracked and you're like, worst case scenario, I can mm-hmm. take the film out and still record it. So like if you're afraid of losing stuff, you're able to do wizardry, man. Yes, I'm happy we to- do tape repair and we, yeah, we repair tapes and we do not charge for that. And I'm happy to just share that to the world, man, because that's a service you're doing that really, you know, it, it brings back those visceral feelings to people. You're bringing back memories. So mm-hmm. appreciate you doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks awesome. for having me on. I really appreciate it, guys.